I want to preface this episode with this message. As a credentialed special education teacher, I know wholeheartedly there are many nuances in how you support psychologically, cognitively impaired, and chemical dependent kids. The information I give here is intended to support all kids and families, regardless of ability, but also not to make blanket statements that may not apply to you. I honor every single parent and middle schooler out there, regardless of ability, gender, race, socioeconomic status, and ethnicity. And as with anything, take what's useful here and leave the rest. I also have very strong feelings about gun reform and believe school shootings and gun violence in major cities like Chicago need our collective action and activism, but I'm not going to get into those here. Today's episode is called The Difference Between Your Kid and a School Shooter. If that headline got your attention, good. In honor of Suicide Prevention Month happening now in September, this week I'm focused on two issues close to my head and heart, gun violence in schools and the anxiety, depression, and suicide crisis our adolescents are facing, as well as how parents and caregivers like you, can help. Before I dive in, I want to say this. Parents, if you don't want a downer episode, I don't blame you. I'm going to share some hard information, but stick it out until the end because I've got small actions that you can take that will make a huge impact on your middle schooler's mental health. And I know ultimately you want to do what you can to help, so don't give up too early. Hi, I'm Ashley Chandler, adolescent and parent educator, and I'm on a mission to help middle schoolers and parents carve a more seamless path through these often turbulent years. Imagine having the beliefs, strategies, and support you both need, and feeling confidence and connection beyond your wildest dreams. This podcast aims to bring you these things each week by integrating the art, science, and soul of raising an early adolescent. If you're ready to elevate adolescence, Listen in now. So back in March of 2021, there was yet another mass shooting at my local King Supers grocery store, literally five minutes away. And anyone who knows me well knows the Sandy Hook massacre in 2012 changed my life. I have very strong beliefs about gun regulation, but I'm not going to get into those here. What I am going to get into is the difference between your kid and a school shooter is their mental health. Because when their mental health suffers, they become hopeless or full of rage with no relief or support. And one thing, one way they think that their way out is, is grabbing a gun and shooting up their school. And hopelessness is also at the root of suicide ideation. Last week, there was a huge analysis published in what's called JAMA Pediatrics, which reviewed 29 studies with more than 80,000 participants globally. And this was a study that involved kids aged 4 to 17, with the average being 13, so the average being our middle schooler age. And this was a global study focused on clinical data on depression and anxiety. So here are the hard facts to hear from that study. Since COVID has hit, one in four adolescents globally are experiencing clinically elevated depression symptoms, 
while one in five youth are experiencing clinically elevated anxiety symptoms. We have got a global mental health crisis here. And there was a crisis pre-pandemic, if we're honest. According to the CDC, more than one in three high school students reported having persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness in 2019. That is a 40% increase from just 10 years earlier in 2009. And here we are a year later with our middle and high schoolers feeling even more of the weight of this pandemic. And you might be thinking, I am just trying to keep my head above water, Ashley, and I'm trying to do all the things I know how to do. And this just feels like too big of an issue. I feel lost in how to help. And the truth is, is that you are not alone because according to a motherly motherly's 2020 state of motherhood survey, mothers are living in an acute state of burnout. 74% of mothers report they feel mentally worse since when the pandemic began. So again, this was a survey for mothers, but fathers listening, you might likely be in a similar boat. So that is why I'm going to keep your to-dos really simple and how you can support your middle schoolers mental health, which is absolutely paramount. Number one, decrease your own stress level in small ways. So this may be easier said than done. And when I say, when I say small, I mean small, how can you get 15 more minutes of sleep or do that one thing that you've been putting off that's taking up mental space and causing you a little bit of stress or go on 15, a 15 minute walk Instead of all this all or nothing, I've got to do the 60-minute hardcore run. Little bits of mental and physical release add up, and they have a huge payoff. They equal big change. They help us decrease stress so we can fully show up for our kids. Then our kids feel seen, heard, and less stressed because you are able to be more fully present with them. So again, those small actions really pay off. The next thing is our adolescents and ourselves, I'm raising my hand over here, are creatures of habit. Even those of you who love spontaneity also thrive in routine. And what we've been experiencing during pandemic times has thrown a tailspin of disruption into our consistent routines during these COVID times. So many of these experiences that we've been going through will build resilience. They're not for nothing and they're not all causing pain, but others will have lasting consequences if we as parents and teachers aren't addressing them. So what can you do? Well, school can be a huge gift during this time. Holy moly, anyone who's had kids at home knows but we all deserve, teachers all deserve a raise and a huge pat on the back. So let's celebrate what a gift school is to our kids right now. Check in with the administration and teachers for how you can help support their healthy and safe and supportive school environment. And many of you parents might feel disconnected from, you know, your your middle schoolers, um, teachers, reach out to them, say, Hey, thank you so much. What can I do to support you? Or, you know, how's it going? Just even a little check-in and, um, validation goes a such a long way for teachers. So keep in mind that ripple effect. 
Another thing you can do at home is to monitor your kids' sleeping habits. Sleep is critical to their mental health and overall physical well-being. So keep expectations and routines clear and make sure you're doing the same for yourself. Speaking of tech, because sometimes our sleep gets disrupted by tech, our adolescent psychological well-being decreases the longer that they spend on tech. There needs to be more routines focused on real relationships versus tech relationships. So studies show that one to five hours a week of tech time is okay. And they're getting some benefits from that. But more than that, and chances are more balance can be brought into tech use. So as your role as the parent is to create opportunities or experiences where the focus is on connecting with real people in whatever capacity that is. So how can you create conditions or experiences where your middle schooler is connecting with real people versus just in front of a screen? Another thing to pay attention to that can just be small daily actions is how can you up the ante on bringing more whole nutrition into the mix and less sugar? When you do this, their brain and their body reacts in such positive ways. So you do not need to be perfect here, but keep your focus on meals that you can control and what routines that you're implementing at home. And lastly, when it comes to um, consistent routines, make authentic check-ins the norm for you guys. Check in with them daily just to connect. Studies have found that within school shooter offenders families, there is frequently a lack of supervision, low emotional closeness, and intimacy. So making your connection a top priority is absolutely critical. Just listen to them, let them know how much you value their perspective, be that hopeful, positive presence that they need. And keep in mind, this kind of authentic check-in might be happening more likely late at night when it's not super convenient for you. So keep that in mind when they start opening up at night, seize that moment. Okay. So number three, a simple to do for you is to be a container of hope. If you are stressed, constantly focused on the stress, the negativity, the world falling apart, then regardless of whether they admit it, they are absorbing some of this from you. So I know that you may be facing your own mental challenges right now. And so taking the time to heal yourself is critical. And then one of the most critical roles as a parent of an adolescent is to hold the big picture in mind. It's to be a container of hope during hard times. So you must admit there are very real challenges and let them know that you're there to support them and to lift each other up. One story I tell students and parents I work with that I've been turning to a lot lately is when my mom came to visit me in college and helped me with this big world history paper that I had. She read my history book and I kid you not, one day. She's a total speed reader. So when she finished the book, She looked me in the eyes and said, in only the way that she could, for those of you listening who know my mom, now, Ashley, I really want you to listen to me. 
as I was reading this history book, every single time it felt like all hell was breaking loose and the world was ending, there would be a tipping point. Something would shift the course of history into a positive direction every single time. The point and the lesson that I take from the story of my mom in this college history book is we may not be able to see where the tipping point is coming or when the tipping point is coming and where the good is, right? We may not be able to see the light, but that's okay. We just need to believe that it is coming and to share that kind of hope and belief with our adolescent kids. If you are able to prioritize being the container of hope, decreasing your own stress where you can, even in small ways, and then having those clear, consistent routines when possible, you have contributed to the overall mental health and well-being of our entire adolescent population. You never know the ripple effect your kid has when they walk out the door of your home and into the halls of their school. And chances are your actions at home have saved another life. If you are listening to this, wondering exactly how you can feel hopeful and successful as a middle school parent, I have something special for you. My doors are open for my digital course, Middle School Success for Parents. Now, I want to tell you something. This is not about more work for you. I purposely put the word success in there, but it's very subjective. This course gives you the support and the information and the tools you need to feel successful, which is lighter, happier, more peaceful as an early adolescent parent, which is the most challenging stage of human life for parents notoriously. So this is a self-paced program, meaning you can take as long as you need. And with one purchase, you have lifetime access, which I will update annually. My doors close September the 10th, so don't miss it. Imagine in just a few weeks, you feeling confident, hopeful, and peaceful around these middle school years. It is possible, and I have taken my years of experience and my holistic knowledge around supporting adolescent health and well-being as well as their capacity for success. I've put it all into this course for you to learn. So you can register today at elevatedadolescence.com and then look for Middle School Success for Parents digital course. Again, elevatedadolescence.com and you'll see Middle School Success for Parents digital course. Remember, parenting a middle schooler is not for the faint of heart, but you were made for each other. If you commit to showing up each day for yourself and for them, your lives will change for the better. Thank you so much for listening to the Elevated Adolescence Podcast. If you've liked this episode, please subscribe and share so more people like you can be elevated through these middle school years. It truly takes a village. Until next time, be well. Be well.